אתם בקשר עם הפודקאסט Lessons to Talk. תודה רבה. License to Talk is sponsored by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. They are ready and they're ready to go. The weekend of May 15th, they will be doing curbside takeout, things like that. So look for Charlie's Boatyard. Get ready for the great food and great service. First in Buffalo, 391 Abbott Road, Fireman owned and operated. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram and stay tuned for the hours of operation because they'll be open soon where you can get those license to talk hats. Bob's Barbershop. Bob's Barbershop on Seneca Street. Dan is pausing right now. He's in a rain delay. Have your chair conversations ready for Bob's Barbershop. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve. Monday through Friday, 5 to 9. Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 5. Look for the great local and award-winning brews. They have great sours and stouts. They are stocked and ready to rock. Bring the atmosphere of the rocket home with you for a limited time because they will be back, Marky. Don't forget to spin the good tunes while enjoying the product of the rocket. Vinyl Vibes Buffalo. Vinyl stickers, decals, custom designs. Check them out. Vinyl Vibes Buffalo on Instagram. They got the PayPal and stuff set up, so get creative if you need some stickers. We get ours from Quails over there at Vinyl Vibes. You should get yours. Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe. Stop into the cafe. They got the curbside going and bookstore to enjoy a welcoming hometown atmosphere. All supporting the programs that spread creativity of literacy throughout South Buffalo and beyond. Remember, don't get your coffee from Timmy when you can get it from Tommy. Goodspeed Beverage Center there on Seneca Street. You gotta see the action there on Seneca Street. Don't forget to stop by Seneca Street's newest business, Goodspeed Beverage Center, located at Seneca and Buffum. Beer that's chilled and ready to go at great prices. Have a case of splits like the old times? Call ahead for curbside or walk right in like the old times. Goodspeed Beverage Center, family owned and operated. Seneca at Buffum, 2202 Seneca Street. Curious about CBD? Worried about where it comes from or what's in it? Bison Botanics is a Buffalo-based company that handcrafts small batch CBD oils, bath bombs, and topicals. Bison uses CBD concentrate processed from hemp grown in New York State. All their products are third-party lab tested, which ensures purity. Use the promo code L2T10 for 10% off your first order. And our new sponsor, Mr. Submarines, right there on 1977 South Park Avenue, home of, in my opinion, the best ham sub in South Buffalo. Check them out. They got this Chevetta's Chicken Pizza now. I'm going to challenge everybody to get that Chevetta's Buffalo Chicken Pizza over there at Mr. Submarines on Amber and South Park. All right, Marky, episode 47, we have... An unsung hero of Buffalo reporters. She's been around for a while. She is a graduate of Mount Mercy 1987 and Buffalo State College. Elizabeth Carey, who is now AAA talking travel host on WECK WEC. How are you, Elizabeth? Oh, I'm great. Glad to be here. You know, I love talking about travel and all fun things, foodies and more, and of course, South Buffalo. 
So nowadays, you're at AAA Travel, but it started at Buff State, and you interned at Channel 4, what do you say, around 91, 92? Yeah, so when I was going to Mount Mercy, it was like, oh, what are you going to go to college for? And I knew writing was like my favorite subject. I liked to write. It came easy to me, and I thought, well, I'll go for communications. When I was at Buff State, I took a class um, writing for broadcast, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You can use video to tell your story, and I thought, oh, I'll go to school for that. And my dad used to joke around saying, oh, and my mom would say, someday she's going to be the weather girl. And my dad would say, no, no, she's going to be an anchor. Um, and they, like, they would joke back and forth about it, you know. So, um, yeah, I got my little news fix there. And, um, you know, it was, I've always had a lot of fun being in front of the camera and on, on the radio and more. Well, nowadays with everything coming, you, you have to be very uh, tech savvy and you have a history in public relations. So this is kind of right up your alley. What's going on? Kind of like a, you're, you're, you're it. Yeah, well, you know, what's interesting was when I went to Buff State, they, you had to pick, like, back then, journalism, broadcasting, or speech. So it was like, do you want to be radio, TV, or print? And now that's all combined into one. So luckily, um, when I couldn't get a job initially in TV because it's, you know, so competitive, um, I was like, well, I'll write this, and I'll get these skills, or I'll go on the radio, and I'll get these skills. And it kind of all just came together. And now that's part of the training when you go to school for communications because we see all of the reporters out there at, like, multimedia journalists they call them a one-man band so you're out there shooting video interviewing people editing it all writing for the web so there's a lot of things that come into it compared to back in the day when you know uh they had just the reporter was just reporting on a story and they had a photographer to work with and everything so the whole industry's changed a lot are you wearing a mask for your on-air stuff right now uh, no, because I don't have to come in contact with other people. So <laughs> some of these, some of these guys, they're they're yards away from everybody, and they're wearing a mask while they're doing their little. You know, they they got the camera. There's no cameraman, and they and it's really bothering me that some of these guys have masks when they don't need to wear them. Yeah, I see the people doing that too, and I can only think maybe they're just trying to set an example for other people to show, hey, I'm doing this, and you can do it too. I'm not sure, but um, you know. I can relate as you're seeing more and more people go out in the mask. And I, I have two daughters and we were going into this um, store the one day and I said, are you going to come in? And she's like, no, I don't want to wear a mask. I'd rather wait in the car. And I'm like, oh, it kind of shows you that it, it's not really normal to walk into a store with a mask on, but we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> so channel four, I'm like a news junkie. Mar Marky doesn't really watch the news. I try to get him to watch it all the time, but 91, that's kind of Bob Coop. Right? Am I? Oh yeah. Jackie Walker, oh, yeah. Bob Coop, and uh, Carol Jason. Carol Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim is such so a I news nerd. Intern. It's so weird. I know. I know. I was an intern, like semester after semester. I kind of joke around it, like, and like, did they? I think I was never going to leave. They just kept letting me be an intern. And finally, they're like, okay, let's give her something to do where we actually pay her. Um, I kind of stuck around a lot in the newsroom there. So, um, I remember the one day coming home, and my mom said. Uh, well, I got to find out what you do because my friends asked me and I'm not sure. And I said, oh, well, today I got coffee for Jackie Walker. And <laughs> I, I saw Jackie not too long ago and told her the story. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. I really make a point to get my own coffee. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It was like a big highlight for me. I didn't think that you know, I was like, you know, you were working me too hard or asking me to do too much. I thought it was kind of cool. She probably had a busy news day and I had to go to the, the machine in the basement um, where you had to put coins in and press a button and coffee came out in this little paper cup. Oh, those were the <laughs> Our times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> now we got Keurigs and more. It's a big time. <laughs> Who's the sports guy back at, at, at that time? Is, is Blessing Man. around yet? Yeah, Blessing it was and Van Miller. 
Yeah. All the, oh, of course, Van Miller. How did, right. I always forget about Van because I always think about him as the play-by-play guy for the Bills. But he was, he was the man. Um, but you talk about uh, Brian Blessing. Brian Blessing, he, he hung around South Buffalo. A lot of people don't know that. I was his bartender for a while at uh, Stanky's Cafe. Oh, good old Stanky's. I yeah. got in some trouble there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and he there was times where Brian Blessing would have been on air with a black guy if he didn't watch his mouth. I mean, guys would try to help him, but he he taped the Masters one year, and he comes in at around 9 o'clock, so the Masters are over, and he goes, nobody tell me who won the goddamn Masters. I taped it. So we called somebody to run in and yell who who won the Masters. Oh, no. And he got all mad, but... But Blessing was a good guy, but I mean Bob Coop. I was so I was a younger kid when Bob Coop passed away. I was so upset, Marky. <laughs> Mark's laughing at me, but that's sincere. <laughs> I have nothing to say right, about right. the news. That's the thing, and J- Jim's like nerding out. <laughs> but, yeah, so I mean, I grew up like I mean, obviously, I was you know a college kid there with all these big name people. It was pretty cool to get that experience and uh, and see all that happening. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about uh, the Mount Rushmore of reporters. Obviously, you got to have Irv on there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Rick Azar, and then yeah, well, you could go with this Channel Seven group themselves. You know what I mean? Um, or you know, mixed up across the different stations. Well, that that I would go with those two, and then I would go with Coop, and then I don't know. It would it might be Carol Jason. I don't know. I, I I'm I was born in 1980, so it's a little different for me. I'm not going way back. I'm not a Commander Tom kid. You know what I mean? Right, right. So well, yeah. And if you think of Don Postles and Jackie now, they're still holding down the fort over at Channel Four. So it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, and you talk about those guys now. Uh, there's been kind of like they're giving two weeks off to some of these reporters, and you you starting to hear about guys not too happy about that. Anything to say about that? Yeah, I know. I read some of the articles, too. I'm hoping that, you know, they just had to space things out and watch out for people's health and safety. And, you know, obviously, I saw on Twitter the other day, someone wrote, quit saying it's a strange time we live in, because we all know it's a strange time, but so many people were tweeting, this is a strange time. Like, we've been in this two months. We all know it's strange, you know. Um, But, you know, everybody's taking all kinds of different precautions. So hopefully we'll see everybody back in their regular positions soon. You AAA right now, uh, talking travel. What are some of the things you talk about on WAC? So, um, well, this is interesting. When this whole pandemic first hit, right? So, I mean, we went from celebrating St. Patrick's Day in South Buffalo, like, you know, the weekend right before St. Patrick's Day. When you think about it, my last meal out in the restaurant was at Old Daniel's on Abbott Road on that Monday, and they shut down restaurants, you know, after that uh, on St. Patrick's Day, which is unbelievable. Um, And so then AAA started to shut things down and um, tried to force people, you know, not force them, but had to, you know, arrange for people to work from home. And um, that was just unheard of to have all these people work from home. Like, how would that even be possible? Well, they managed to do it. And of course, you know, you think of AAA, you get a flat tire on the side of the road, you give the guys a call. So of course that's essential. They're still out there doing that with social distancing in place. Um, but you know, all of the different people had to start working from home and really, you know, turn things upside down. But travel is the area that of course saw the biggest impact because people love to travel. And if you think about the past five years, travel has been exploding. I mean, people have been working, unemployment has been low. Uh, people have extra disposable income in their hands. So, you know, 
they're ready to go places. And I call it social media effect. Like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you see pictures like, of course, people are going to places like Disney, but then you see, oh, wow, this family um, went on an international vacation. Maybe that's something I should do. So it encourages more people to travel. So we just saw travel growing and growing. And then to see it come to a screeching halt, like with Easter vacations, spring break vacations, all of that turned upside down. Um, that's been one of the biggest challenges for sure. What do you see travel becoming? I mean, you you see these some of these flights have four people on them. Other people, have, there's a flight in New York where nobody's got a mask on. I mean, I what are are we gonna go on cruises anymore, or are we gonna go on the highway and go down the ninety and go to a nice uh, winery in Ithaca or something? Yeah, well, that's what's going to happen first. So based on everything that's happening with the global tourism industry and all the research and everything, AAA expects uh, road trips to pick up first. So this year, for the first time in 20 years, AAA is not coming out with a Memorial Day travel forecast because this COVID-19 pandemic just turned those numbers upside down. So the the latest numbers from 2009, that was the slowest year in the past 20 years because that was post-recession and people were, you know, not spending so much money and, and 31 million people still traveled for Memorial Day that year. So these numbers, of course, would be even lower this year. However, we do expect the first segment to pick up would be those road trips. And it would start with, you know, like you said, winery in Ithaca, the Finger Lakes, places that are close here, um, you know, heading up to the Thousand Islands. You can go for a, a long weekend, a few days and, and get away. And then it would extend into longer drivable destinations for longer road trips where people might go to the East Coast beaches or down, you know, Virginia Beach, Outer Banks, South Carolina. Um, a lot of people interested in like Putin Bay in Ohio or Mackinac Island, places like that and in, in, in Michigan. So, um, you know, week long type of trips. And then eventually air travel would start to pick up. And then eventually after that, international travel would pick up. And it's really hard to say what that timeline will be. It's kind of the million-dollar question, depending on how things go. Yeah, I mean, I was going to go to Nashville for the Bills game this year, and uh, that isn't happening. I'm not going. Don't um, go to Nashville anyway. I know. I, <laughs> well, Nashville's been exploding. Like, you can't go on Facebook without seeing people posting that they've been in Nashville and having a great time. But as soon as the Bills schedule came out, uh, Bills fans bought up those tickets to the Vegas game. Uh, so if you look at like Southwest website, you'll see all the cheap flights are gone. A lot of the flights are completely sold out. So you either have to have some flexibility or some money to be able to go um, and fly to that game in Vegas. And I, there's a pent up demand. People were like, oh, my gosh, they were planning on going, uh, you know, new team bills playing in Vegas. What a great time. So hopefully fans will be able to be in the stands for that and they'll be able to go. But one of the things we're seeing is like all these different travel vendors, airlines and more offering flexibility. If you do have to cancel um, that way, you know, you, you'll have some flexibility. Not like in the past where they had some strict guidelines. They're all offering flexibility right now. Is this going to be like an arms race? Like, let's say Florida. I, I've seen this a lot. Florida says, well, if your states won't let you play games, come to our state. And I think they'll be one of the first ones to have fans. How is that going to, that's really going to affect travel. That It's going to be who can get there first, who can get people in their stadiums first. What do you think? Yeah, and I, but it's also a cautious approach, too. For instance, like all these hotels, all the brand name chain hotels are coming out with new policies on keeping things clean. So, for instance, like Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, they're all, one says, oh, I'm going to sanitize this way. The next one tries to one-up them. I'm going to sanitize this way. So hotels are going to be cleaner than ever. You know, they're public areas, the lobbies. Um, we're going to see some changes in the hotels. So 
used to check into a hotel, you'd be there, say, three nights. You know, you get housekeeping comes a few times a day, makes your bed, checks on things, cleans up your bathroom. Well, that's probably not going to happen as much anymore. Maybe they'd say, you know what, call us if you need us. Otherwise, we're not entering your room. We're not exchanging germs. Um, and you'll just have to make do with what you have. And the, the Ritz-Carlton announced that, saying we're not going to do daily multiple housekeeping visits to your room. You need towels, we'll drop them off. But we're going to let you stay in the room and keep our housekeepers out of it. So we're going to see some changes to what life is like when we're on vacation, for sure. Well, that's perfect for a guy like me. I'm from South Buffalo. I don't want anybody in my room. <laughs> just leave the towels outside. And, right. <laughs> and then you could find me for the smoke in it when I leave. <laughs> yeah, you said you had a, a, a nickname for a long time. Was that like weird when you were first on television and were people like, I didn't know that was your name? Yeah, so um, obviously Elizabeth Carey is my maiden name. Braz is my uh, or my maiden name. Braz is my married name. And then Bubs is my nickname that most people in South Buffalo would know me as. So that's been my name since I was a baby. So my dad, um, when I was born, I'm the youngest of four he started calling me Bubbins and my mother's like, why are you calling her that name? And he's like, it's an Irish nickname for a baby. And I have Googled Bubbins and it said it's like a Gaelic term for a baby. But since I was the youngest, they all thought it was funny. So they started calling me Bubs and it just stuck. And so my whole life, everyone called me Bubs. And I was going to Mount Mercy. My mom was like, okay, we got to sit down and have a talk. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, you're going to have to pick a new name. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I thought she was going to talk to me about like the birds and the bees or something. She's like, um, no one's going to call you Bubs in high school. I'm like, they won't. And I'm like, well, I've never been called Liz or Beth or anything like that. Cause the nuns called me Elizabeth and everybody else called me Bubs. And so I go to Mount Mercy. Somebody knew me as Bubs. It's stuck and it's stuck through college. And so everyone's always called me Bubs. So um, when I started working on, in the news, like every now and then people would accidentally call me Bubs on air. Like for instance, in channel seven, Aaron Minkowski would do it every now and then he's like, Hey, Bubs. And everyone would think it was funny. Like, Oh, I called her Bubs on the air, but it never bothered me. It's just, you know, commonplace. If I'm walking through the store and someone yells, Elizabeth, I don't know if I'll turn around, but if, the, you know, I might not even recognize they're talking to me, but if they say Bubs, I know, I know it's for me. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got a nickname in this town. Some we can't even say on air, even on this show. <laughs> well, I used to always get mad if people sent me mail that said Bubs Carey, because I always like the name Bubs, but I'm like, Bubs Carey just sounds like a big guy, like Bubs Carey, <laughs> like he's drinking cans of beer in his apartment somewhere, you know what I mean? I'm like, Bubs or Elizabeth Carey works for me. <laughs> they would always turn it down, like, I, I would go in early sometimes to bartend and stank, relieve Stanky, and he'd They'd always turn it down when you were on. And he's like, ah, oh, that, that's Bob. She's great. She used to hang out here when she was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stanky always liked me because I went in there one time and I wanted, I had had a few drinks of me and I wanted to sign the book. And he's like, you don't come in here enough. You're not signing the book. And I, I started a huge fight. And I think he thought it was funny that I like, wouldn't leave until I, he's trying to let me sign this book. Eventually I got my name in the book at Stanky. So that's my claim to fame. <laughs> I won the book once there, but those are old things in bars that, you know, you don't see anymore. And then, you know, now the new norm is I've been seeing, uh, partitions being put up around in wisconsin and florida now so not only are we losing our pools and everything we're going to be losing how bad the guy smelling is next to us you know what i mean oh i it's just hard to believe when you think of like a, a good south buffalo bar crowded and a good song comes on everybody's hung, hanging out hugging each other doing shots it's, i can't imagine partitions between people no they'll, they'll be coming down they'll be uh hitting people into the glass they'll make a game out of it <laughs> For me, as an intern, I'd be like, this is great. Was going in as a TV reporter, was it like, oh, man, now I have to, like, dress up. I have to do everything. Or was that something that you, like, liked about the job? 
it's something that I liked about the job. I mean, I was always looking for every opportunity to get on air. So um, when I was at Channel 4 and I had interned, then I was associate producer. And um, someone like called in sick one day and I was like, oh, can I do the story for the morning news? And they're like, well, hold on. Let's ask the news director. And they're like, yeah, he said, as long as we look it over, um, you can do the story. I'm like, cool. So I that was my big shot at it. And so then eventually someone went on maternity leave and I got to fill in. And so I started reporting. So, um, yeah, I was always ready just in case. And even now, like with AAA, I won't expect to do a media interview that day. But next thing you know, they call me as the spokesperson to do an interview. So I always have like a little makeup bag on standby just in case. <laughs> there you go. Now, what was what was the big story, your first big story, you think? I, you came on my radar, Channel 7, the business first reporter. Um, what's, what's the biggest story, the first big story you've covered? Yeah, there were some really big fires when I was working at channel four, I was working the overnight shift. Um, and there were some big ones there since I worked midnight to eight. So I'd be there overnight. So most of the things I covered were things like fires, shootings and snowstorms. Um, so there was a lot of that, of course. Um, when I was working down in Jamestown, um, Air Force One came in the presidential visit and I got to cover that. That was pretty cool. And, and you know, people ask me a lot and I used to have a standard answer. They'd say, who's the most interesting person you ever interviewed? And I used to say Bill Cosby, but now that Bill Cosby's gotten in some trouble, I kind of try and change that a little bit. But, um, he came to channel seven one morning, he was going to be doing a show in Niagara Falls. And, um, he was so nice to everyone. I was so down to earth and he took pictures with us and he was chatting with us. And, um, it's hard to believe what, you know, everything that happened with him. Um, but another neat one was, um, the movie, the Christmas story that was filmed in Cleveland. You can go to Cleveland and go to this house where, you know, they filmed it, you know, with Ralphie and everything and the tongue yeah. getting stuck on the ball and everything. Um, I got to meet all of the cast. They were all in town for a special event at the Riviera Theater. So I interviewed all of them, and that was pretty cool that I got to meet everyone. And then I did go to Cleveland and actually see the house, so that was pretty cool, too. Wow. And you pop up with Business First, and we, we've had Jack Connors. He's an alumni of the program. Talk about how that comes to be in your relationship there at Business First with Jack. Yeah, Jack is just an awesome guy. And what's amazing is, like, we have so many mutual friends. I didn't know him before I started working for him. Um, but I had heard through a mutual friend, Rick Maloney from South Buffalo. Um, I was down in Jamestown, and Rick's like, hey, listen, um, we're, I was working at a TV station down there, and he's like, um, Business First is going to be starting this partnership with Channel 7. They're going to actually hire a broadcast reporter. Like, you should apply for it. So I kind of had a scoop on what was going to be going on. So I waited and, you know, sent my resume. And so I get an interview and I walk in for an interview and Jack was over at channel seven with their news director. And I remember walking into the office for the interview and I had my Mount Mercy ring on and Jack goes, Oh, you're a Mount Mercy girl. And I was like, Oh, I'm totally getting this job. You know? So we had our South Buffalo connection immediately. And then, um, I worked for Jack for 15 years and, um, yeah, I always said he was like a dad to me. He was awesome. Like, uh, you know, um, great news guy and, and we did some fun things he actually came up with the idea for a segment where he um was like okay lent is coming he goes i want you every friday to go out to lunch with like a pretty big person in the community a newsmaker whatever and go to their favorite like fish fry joint like it's got to be like your corner joint share a fish fry talk to them about what they like about it um do it a tv story and a print story about it so I'm, I would used to joke on, I'm gaining weight on this assignment. I'm eating fish fries like every Friday, you know, but, um, for instance, I went with the wing King, um, and we went out to eat or I went with uh, Carl Russo from 97 rock. We went to beach checks for that one. 
Oh, that's a and, great um, spot. Yeah, awesome. And I, they just started taking credit cards. It was like announced today. And I'm like, <laughs> DJ Jixter posted it on Twitter. I'm like, we Jix takes credit cards. No way. Well, that's, um, that, that'll be easier then. Yeah, yeah. But Carl and I went for a fish fry at WeChex and it was like a Friday lunch. And he's like, there's only one way to eat a fish fry. And he puts down the fork. He takes the whole fish fry and breaks it in half and just starts eating it with the sands. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a savage. And, uh, I know, but it was really it made for a good video, you know. And I got to know a lot of the people that way. And like the Wing King, um, we went to McPartland's for his. And he was talking about, you know, his buffalo connections and things like that. And everybody has their own little way to eat a fish fry. And um you know, all the different restaurants, of course, have their own spin on it, too. So that was pretty cool. But working with Jack was awesome. And then um, so that lasted for 15 years. It was pretty cool. And Great you, opportunity. You talk about these businesses with the food and stuff like that. Everybody now has all who has the best. And it's been it's been really bothering me lately on social media because I don't like when people put down. I, I like that idea that you guys had just featured all different ones. There's no list. There's no top three, pick three, all this. Shit. Right. Right. And yeah. People, you know, it's like started with this social media pictures. People take a picture of their food. And um, I think it's funny, like, you know, new reporters come into town. They're always bringing people in from out of town. And, um, you know, they got to go taste like the horseradish at the Broadway market and do the obligatory live shot where they, you know, start choking on the air type of thing. But um, it's funny when they, you know, they, they taste like 9-11 wings. I'm like, oh, these are so good. I'm like, yeah, we knew about this a long time ago, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they do get the word about some, some South Buffalo places. So that's kind of cool. Working for the AAA, do you have to be like an advocate of Buffalo, or are you just an advocate of it? Well, I've always been an advocate for Buffalo. Like, I've been pro-Buffalo before it was ever cool to be pro-Buffalo. Like, for instance, growing up in South Buffalo, we used to ride our bikes down to, like, Erie Basin Marina and sit there. The only thing to do was go to the hatch, you know? And um, my husband and I would be down there sitting on the waterfront making the most of everything. And now you go down there for Canal Side, and my husband's like, wait a minute what are all these people doing here? I'm like, yeah, we came down here when there was nothing to do. Like we should be getting extra points for being pro Buffalo. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we are always trying to make the most out of Buffalo and I've always just, you know, loved the area. So I love to go on vacation and travel, but I love to come back home. And you were supposed to go on a couple of vacations. You were telling me and they've obviously oh been canceled. Gosh. I'm sorry to bring it up. Yeah. But... Five trips so far. So I, I had a couple work. Yeah. Five, a couple work conferences. So I was supposed to go to Dallas and I was supposed to go to Florida and then my family was supposed to go down to the Florida Keys at Easter, and that got postponed. Um, and then we were supposed to go to a family wedding in the beginning of June in California, and that's been postponed. And then I'm actually supposed to be in France right now on a river cruise with uh, the AAA member appreciation trip and uh, being wined and dined on a river cruise. Instead, I've been uh, you know, kicking back at what I was telling my daughter. It's, um, what are they saying now? A Porto Vecchiardo is your only <laughs> vacation right now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. I, I I don't know when they're. I feel bad for all these people in the weddings. Have you run into that at AAA? People calling you and asking you what you know what any advice? I was supposed to go to one already, and then I got two in September, one in October, and these poor people they don't know what to do. Yeah, no matter where your wedding is, it's being impacted. Like, so for the Buffalo weddings, obviously you can't have a big reception, so all of those are being put on hold until who knows when, and then a ton of people do these destination weddings, you know what I mean? So AAA specializes in that where they can help you plan your destination wedding. And obviously there's flights and hotels and everything else involved. Um, so all of that's been put on hold indefinitely. So that's one of the trends we're seeing. One of the big things we're seeing right now is people calling saying, Hey, um, 
do you have any information about like Letchworth or Allegheny State Park? We want to go there and like walk and see nature. And, you know, so that's kind of a new trend that we're kind of seeing. Uh, and another thing is all the snowbirds that say they live in Florida in the winter and they come back to Buffalo for the summer um, have been calling asking, like, is it safe? Like some states like South Carolina weren't letting you check into a hotel with New York State plates. So they'd say move on and you know if you have to stay a night on your way up stay in North Carolina or Georgia because there was some trouble with some South Carolina ones so um, that's kind of a lot of the calls that have been coming in and some people are having a pent-up demand for travel I mean when you think about all the trips that were disrupted um, there's some people that would say I would never go I, I want to stay home I want to be safe and there's other people uh, I'd say the majority that are saying you know I'd go right right now I'm dying to go somewhere so I think we'll see travel return it's just going to be a process. And the camping, I, I really think that I get it because, you know, some people will take it to the next level and they'll be like, all right, 40 couples going to, you know, Allegheny. So I see why, but I, I, I get mad, Elizabeth, when I see that golf has returned. Well, what if you don't golf? I mean, that's like the only thing to do right now other than ride your bike, walk, and golf. And I really, th- I really hope they Get to, I know that they've released a little with the camping and let uh, seasonal campers get through with uh, their Winnebago or whatever where, you know, they've been there, but you can't rent. What are you hearing on that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people saying I never wanted to camp in my whole life, but I'm willing to go camping right now if it's <laughs> yeah. the one thing I can do, you know. Um, but, yeah, they're saying if you have um, at, like an RV with your own bathroom, they're opening up some places. So we're seeing a little bit more of that and people looking to rent RVs and, and things like that just to get away. Cause you know, people have cabin fever and the weather that we had didn't really go along. I'm like, this would be so much easier to deal with if it was a little bit totally. warmer out. Yeah. yeah. So we took on a project at my house. So we love going down to the keys. So after nine 11 happened, um, People were nervous to travel, right? That was the other time the travel was really impacted and people were afraid to travel. And so um, we had some great deals. I remember we went to Vegas. My husband would say, um, oh, the president's telling us to take a trip. We went to Vegas dirt cheap and um, just to go check everything out after 9-11. And then still people were like, should we leave the country? How far should we go? So Maria Gennaro that does the weather on Channel 2 had been working in Miami. And she's like, I'm going to tell you the perfect vacation. She's like, fly into Miami and drive through the Florida Keys and head down to Key West. And she told me all the places to go. And we went and we just fell in love with it, right? And so we go down to the Keys every year and we love going down to Key West. And this year... We couldn't go as the keys are still closed to visitors. So the fishing guide we usually go with, we've been talking with him and he's like hoping that they open back up. But right now everything's closed. So we took on this project where we turned our basement into Key West. So as I'm talking to you guys from my basement little bar right now, we got Captain Tony's signs and Sloppy Joe's signs and more. And uh, so we're trying to make it feel like we're in Key West, even if we can't really be there. So uh, it was kind of a fun thing to work on. Now, that's what people should be doing. But I have heard in Florida there's some snowbirds down there that they went in to get their food the other day, and they said, well, can we have a beer? They're like, yeah, you can have a beer while you while you wait for your food. Like, well, can we have a second beer? Yeah, you can have a second beer. Well, they got all the way up to nine. Uh-oh. <laughs> so it, it, it's, ha- it's happening at, at some places down there, which and, – and I'm surprised that in our neighborhood that it's really not happening. Like – yeah, yeah. Well, we saw like the Swanee House got in trouble and a place in Clarence got in trouble in the very beginning. So I think everyone's been kind of, you know, playing by the rules. I think people have set things up on their own property. That's what I think, because you know yeah. what's happening. Some of these yeah. guys, these lifers, they can't stay away. 
they need to they need to get out of their house away from their wife and have their shot in a beer. Uh, but God bless them. I hope I hope that those guys are staying busy and maybe they've recovered in uh, their sickness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know people have gotten to some unique, um, like the tailgate is now a thing. Meet in a parking lot, pop open the back of your car, sit and have a beer six feet apart. So I've seen a few different things of um, people getting creative, you know. I just want to get over the border. That's really all I want to be able to do. Yeah, so I grew up up, going up there every summer. You know, we'd be hanging out at Bay Beach. Um, Loved it. Crystal Beach, of course. Yeah, Uh, we we would like to see them, uh, you know, let us over the border. But, like, everything is just... You know, you got to wait like school and everything. You know, we've everybody's had this conversation, so we're not going to get really into it. But I I just uh, I hope when it does unlock that when they tell you 20 percent capacity, you'll buy by it because I find that very hard to believe that that's going to happen around here. But that's just me. Yeah, you know, um, we I was talking about putting bay and they call that the Key West of the North, and I they've been saying patio bars are going to open there, and then they'll open other bars at 25% capacity as they lift things little by little. And I think that's going to be the problem in New York, that you're, these bars with outside access, I, I'm reading 80% capacity, but inside it's 20 to 25%. So I think some people are going to get creative with a patio soon. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to have to, and we'll see more and more of that. And, of course, you know, we embrace our summers here in Buffalo. Like, I love to travel and go places, but when it gets warm here, I hate to leave because I'm like, it's so nice here, and it's beautiful here in the summer. You know, you hate to go too far. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what people do this summer. And, of course, I'm sure they'll be making the most of it, you know, down to Charlie's Boatyard and more outside as much as we can be. Uh, so I was asking around, I was like, yeah, do you know the Bubs Carrie or whatever? And they're like, yeah, she's a motivational speaker. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, this is great. I was like, I think that's what people need is a lot more motivation. I mean, what can you tell some people now? Like, what kind of motivation are you giving people these days? <laughs> well, I, I am part of this um, consulting group called the Team Building Team with uh, my friend Mike Seach, who's a magician. And um, every now and then, he's from Lancaster. <laughs> He, he goes to the Blackthorn now and then. I go, quit trying to hang out in South Buffalo. You know what I mean? You're, you know, I don't even know why they keep letting you in, so I tease him about that. But we'll do a lot of team building for different businesses and things like that. And um, I don't I think the whole idea is really just kind of trying to stay safe and, you know what I mean, appreciate everything that you have at home. I know for me, I used to run around from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. and drive my kids here and there and rushling. I call it my juggling act. So now – Things have slowed down a bit, but I, I do have a better appreciation for things. So I, I think anything comes from that. It's that that people can, you know, appreciate time and the value of time and, you know, time spent with loved ones and friends. So we're going to get back there. I know we are. It's coming slowly but surely. Yeah, I need a lot of inspiration these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark just got done with his uh, second animated uh, movie. Our first one is called uh, Stories from the Second Floor. This one is about a South Buffalonian, Louis Mastillo, from Edgewood to Hollywood. I don't know if you know Louis, but... I do, I do. Mark, I love, yeah, his whole story and, yeah. Mark has... And the Sopranos and everything. Yeah, Mark has worked worked very, very hard on this, so look for that. Our first movie's on YouTube, so uh, we're, we're getting creative and we're getting a little motivated. We, we wish we can get out and we wish we could have this conversation over beers, but... Right now, we're just going to have to wait, and everybody needs to pump their brakes, not to jump on that AAA thing, but pump the brakes <laughs> and, you know, love love your loved ones. And you know what? 
it's not all about sports anymore, is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Who knew that we could go this far without sports? But yet my husband has not stopped watching ESPN. I'm like, what are you watching now? Like every day they still talk about something. He old clips of this or that or whatever. And so he, they're still getting the viewership. He's still watching. Oh, what's on tonight? What old game can I watch today? You know, so it's amazing how people pass the time. But um, I wanted to give a shout out to Lisa Mastillo. That's Louie's sister, because when I was at Mount Mercy, when you start as a freshman, you're given like a buddy who's a year older than you to show you around. And she was my, um, my big sister, like my buddy at Mount Mercy. So that's my oh, that's connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to connect everything like Tarantino here. And, and there's actually a story of, uh, one of our alumni, Michael O'Neill was in the hospital with a stroke. Right. He got a letter, a no- note saying, Michael, the first time I met you, I'll never forget it. You, I hope you're doing okay. Blah, blah, blah. So he's wondering who this woman is. And uh, he's like, you know, maybe I'll reconnect with this woman. I'm single now. And then... <laughs> Turns out it was your mother it down was. at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my mother has quite the following in South Buffalo. She passed away two years ago, and her legacy is living on because there's so many stories about her in South Buffalo. But um, she had um, retired, and she wanted to keep you know active, so she would volunteer at the hospital, and she'd work the front desk. So that's like a running joke where um, you know he thought he got a love letter, but it was really from a woman much older than him. <laughs> And your is that your mother-in-law that you're handing beers off? I seen on Twitter. Oh yeah, so that's the beer window. So my mother-in-law still lives in South Buffalo, and so they've been social distancing from day one, and they missed going to the casino and everything. So um, on Easter Sunday, we went over there, and we're like, we'll just say hi from the you know front lawn. And so she's like, here, let me give you guys a beer. And she's handing out beers out the front window. So we call it the beer window. So then we go back for Mother's Day. She's handing out beers out the front window. So <laughs> that's that a typical great. visit. Yeah, yeah. So there's that um, Coors Light promotion going on now. Um, like the Who Needs a Beer, America Needs a Beer thing. And I was like, we can easily change the brand to Coors Light if you want to give us one of your free six-packs. So I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm sure Johnny Scanlon's showing up to that window a few times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you got to pick up the trash and tip the uh, garbage man. So that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, uh, you're really a, a talent that's been around for a while in the media. Uh, we wanted to touch base with you. and uh, Yeah, we'll have to do this in person sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I would love it. That'll be awesome. And, yeah, uh, one of my favorite stomping grounds. She's the host of AAA Talking Travel on WEC. Uh, Elizabeth Carey, Bubs, you are now licensed to talk. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I love it. All right. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.